Welcome to this week's episode of the Executive Athletes Podcast, and I want to thank everyone that has been listening, and thank you for the comments and feedback. They are a tremendous help in this journey to making this podcast better and better each episode. Uh, once again, this is unscripted and unedited, and I believe it's the best way to really get to know our guests. Um, this week's guest is actually a former client of mine and someone that I've been bouncing ideas off and he's been bouncing ideas off us and our firm for the last probably seven or eight years. And Dave, and his name is David Rhodes. Um, Dave is the CEO and founder of Blue Street Capital and he brings 17 years of financing and IT experience to the table. Uh, prior to founding Blue Street Capital in 2004, Dave was vice president of sales at a prominent national financing company. During that, during or in his eight-year tenure, he's rec- he's become a recognized expert in technology, setting up fi- financing programs for solutions providers and OEMs who specialize in the sale of technology and technology-related products. Um, Dave has a unique leadership philosophy, which focuses on understanding his customers' business models to provide financing solutions that help them simplify and improve their business models. Uh, This is ultimately what drove Dave to start Blue Street Capital because he saw that missing in many of the other financing companies that are out there. Um, Dave's business is located out in Southern California. Um, he, He lives the life in the Huntington beach area and has actually done something a little bit different that I'm sure many of you uh, would be intrigued in. He's actually set up a five-hour workday within his office, which is just about embarking on its two-year anniversary. And I'll talk to Dave a bit about that as well. But when he isn't at work, he enjoys an active life filled with surfing, golf, and hanging out with his family. And how can you not like living on in Southern California? So Dave Rhodes, thanks for being part of this, and we'd love to hear you know everything from you know, how you started your business to your five-hour workday, but just give us a quick overview of who Dave Rhodes is. Yeah, uh, Ken, thanks, thanks a lot for having me on the podcast. I think, uh, as we talked earlier, I think what you're doing is really cool. I think executive athletes, I've been following it for, uh, for a long time, and I, I think it's, uh, I think, evolving into this podcast and, and Getting all these amazing people uh, that you're talking to is is, uh, is something that will really benefit your community. So it's, it's good stuff. Awesome. No, thanks for having you on board. So tell us the Dave Rhodes story. Yeah, yeah, you bet. I, I grew up in uh, uh, New England, uh, small town Bethel, Connecticut. Um, and unless you're from that area, no, nobody's uh, heard of it. But it was, it was an amazing place to grow up. Um, from there, I, I went to uh, I. My sister was going to school at the University of Arizona, so I ended up uh, out in, in Tucson for four, four years, uh, go cat. And uh, after I graduated, I had a job out here in Southern California and uh, fortunate enough to land in, uh, in Newport Beach at the time and, and near the beach. And I'd always, uh, I'd always loved the water, but never, never surfed or never uh, been on the water a lot. But after being out here in a very short amount of time, I was, I was in the water every day. And, uh, and uh, it became a passion in my life and, and why I continue to live in this, this awesome area. I'm, I'm currently in Huntington Beach now. I have, uh, uh, you know, Blue Tree Capital is, is our uh, technology finance company in the equipment leasing industry. Uh, blessed with three, three awesome, amazing kids, a couple of teenagers, which is, uh, which is fun and challenging and uh, beautiful uh, 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 girl as well who's, who's coming up on 11 soon. 
Um, that's that's really it in a nutshell, Ken. I, I don't know uh, how else I can expand on it, but it's, it's nothing too complicated. I try to keep uh, things simple as I can. Perfect. No, that's great. That's great. Tell us about the five-hour workday. I, I like to say you're the you know Yvonne Chenard of the equipment finance business of <laughs> let my people go surfing, and you're actually you're actually doing it. So tell us you know, how did that come about? How did you implement it? What success have you had? Because I think it's probably a standard that many companies should actually start going towards. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. That's that's a huge compliment. Um, I've I've always been an admirer of of Yvonne and Patagonia and everything that they've accomplished with that business. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, specific to our five hour workday, I, I, when I started the business, I always wanted a uh, I always wanted a really strong focus on culture, uh, lifestyle, people are able to have balance. Um, specific, so it, a lot of it has to do with where we live. Um, but also that was something really important to me as I went through my career and I, I learned uh, um, that I, that balance was was not only achievable, but you could be super successful and have balance at the same time. So anyhow, we, we've been in business uh, coming up on 15 years, but a couple of years ago, uh, saw this real small article in CFO Magazine that talked about the stand-up paddleboard company down in San Diego that had moved to a five hour workday and the business had throttled since. And um, just in kind of looking at our business and how we operate on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, we quickly figured out that we could probably at least do a beta and see how this works. And after two or three months of going through it and seeing the increase in productivity, seeing the increase in focus, seeing the increase in efficiency, both on our sales side and our operations side, um, we just decided to make it a permanent part of our business, and we're coming up on uh, two years. Uh, last two years, we've achieved uh, nearly 20% growth year over year. So um, it's it's really worked out unbelievably. It's it's morphed quite a bit of you know what what I thought it would be when we started it versus what it is now. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's just kind of how we operate day to day now, and it's it's part of our business. What time? What time in the morning do you start? What time? in the afternoon do you guys do you guys finish well our uh we the, the way we set it up we said we're gonna all be here from eight to one collectively um but we have guys we have a couple people on that we have three people on east coast time so they they uh i honestly i don't know what time they start i think they try to match what we do a little bit but they, their hours might be a little bit different but they we we specifically here in uh huntington beach go eight to one uh, what happens is a lot of times people stay after, uh, but they're not expected to. If somebody walks out the door at uh, 101, nobody's batting an eye at it. Uh, but a lot of times, if uh, if we're in the quarter, we have a lot of things going on. People people will stay later if need be. Right, right. And, but you said productivity and profitability went up 20%. Is that that's amazing? Uh, it, it it really is. It's uh, it. it <clears throat> Yeah, right, right out of the gate from a uh, from a sales perspective, you can see the metrics, uh, the calls, the meetings, the uh, the time on the phone. You could see that that went through the roof, but that was more, uh, you know, woohoo, we're moving to this five hour workday, um, and people just start sprinting. Um, but what we quickly realized after three, four, five, six months is people are people, and they start to drift back into their old ways. So we had to be super vigilant about, um, you know, specific to what we're doing here during that eight to one time. And, uh, you know, people can't go, uh, 
you know, some guy was cleaning his goldfish bowl at nine in the morning. You can't, you can't do that during a five-hour workday. Um, you know, so we, people start to drift back a little bit, but we've always been vigilant about being efficient. Um, you know, we, uh, we, uh, we're, 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 you know, our meetings are run crisp. Uh, all of them have agendas. It's, it's really helped us change the business quite a bit from an efficiency standpoint. Right, right. And what about morale? What's morale like? You know, it's it's easy for me to say because I run the business, but I, I think <laughs> I, I think it's awesome. I, I really do. I, I can honestly, a lot of the five hours, it was it was kind of more. I don't want to say selfish, but I said, gosh, if if we can make this business work for five hours, and I can go to my kids' games, and I can go, uh, I can go surf after lunch without feeling guilty. Uh, that it would be really something special, and and I really did believe that our our business, right? I don't know how it works. Not I don't, most some people may not think that, but I, I knew our specific business. We could be way more efficient, way more productive in that five hour work time. And the way we the way I kind of looked at it is think about um, you know think think about the day you have to go to a uh, golf tournament at uh, you got to leave at eleven or twelve in the afternoon or 11 in the morning and 12 it's that was always my best day of work i was i was super focused i was super sharp i was stoked because i was going to go uh leave work for a half day and go golf um and that's what we're trying to create here is you know just every day is that day you're super focused super sharp and at the end of it you know you can go out and do whatever you want to do Right, right. No, and that's amazing because that is all about the lifestyle. And like you said, you go out, leave at one, go hit the golf course or go surfing. And I think also being showing the people that work for you that you're, you have that balance. I'm, I'm sure that's super important as well. Without, without a doubt, without a doubt. And, and you know, Ken, it's, it's, well, how do you, we get a lot of credit. How do you deal with customer calls? Most of the customer calls we get that are urgent that they need help now is, um, say one of our customers has a, uh, you know, a quarter of a million or half million dollar deal they need to provide their customers pricing on. We, we make ourselves available for that call 20, 24-7. So right. uh, whether our salesperson gets a call on a cell at uh, 7 or 8 at night, we're, we're, we're super responsive. And I think sometimes even more responsive to those types of calls. No, I think so. Because I think it's, again, it's a giving, I think there's probably a lot more accountability to the people as well in the role versus, you know, just dragging from three o'clock to five o'clock that no one really wants to be doing stuff anyways, right? It's here, you come in, you hammer when your brain is fresh and, and you're done. Um, I'm always a big fan of going to work out at lunch where you, you break up the day and it's when you come back, it's, you're starting all over again. But I think you know, a lot of, it's a different day when you do that. It's a different day and you can be, but what you're doing is focus for five hours straight. And most people aren't getting five hours out of work of anyone, even if they're there for 10 hours. Right. So it's um, like you said, it's, so that, that was, that was, it's interesting you say that because I think that was the biggest benefit um, of the five hour that I saw is it really served as one big focus tool um, where people had the ability to go focus for five hours and then, you know, go do what they want to do, whether it's, whether it's they're, they're an athlete and what they're passionate about or what, whatever they want to do. If they want to go work in another business or who, who knows, but at right. least they have that freedom and, and to go, to go do what they need to do. 
So, you know, and you've, we'll jump into this a little bit. Yeah. You are in the digital equipment finance business and been there for a while, which is a mature industry. Um, you're, you're being a disruptor. What, how did you see the vision? Where do you think it'll go? And what are, what are others saying about you and your business? Yeah. Well, you and I talked about uh, uh, Blue Ocean. Blue Ocean. It was Blue Ocean Strategy, but now it's Blue Ocean Shift. Um, the, 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 really, the way I saw it was for a recruiting and retention standpoint is creating this five-hour workday was was a Blue Ocean for uh, for our company for for Blue Street because I was fairly convinced that bigger companies who are constantly calling our sales team trying to recruit them away um, aren't going to be able to provide that benefit and. In my view, and, and it's not everybody's view, but in my view, there there is no uh, single greater benefit uh, or 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 thing that we can do for our employees and give them this five hour workday. Right, right, and um, again, in that mature industry, that's definitely being a disruptor. Yeah, so that's you know exactly. So you talk about the. I'm not. It wasn't as if I was just trying to be a disruptor. Is more. Hey, how, how can we how can we give this killer benefit to our employees, make it work, and you know hopefully serves as a great uh, recruiting and retention tool, and and it, and it has. I mean, we we have the most amazing team that we've had in place uh, in my 14 years that we've been in business. So it's it's uh, it's, it's been really cool. I, I I don't see that we'll stop uh, doing it, and uh, hopefully we can keep keep uh, you know finding some amazing people as a result. Now, so you're a leader, you know, you're a kick-ass surfer, you're out there making it happen, you're active, you're athletic, doing multiple sports, mentor to many. And throughout your career, what do you think makes people successful? Yeah, um, well, first of all, I'm, I'm a surfer, I'm not a kick-ass surfer. <laughs> <laughs> compared to me, or compared to anyone on the East Coast. I, I don't know. I, I surf a lot, but that doesn't make me good. I, I grew up on the East Coast, and I, I don't hold a candle to... Uh, uh, some of the guys that I surf with that grew up grew up surfing. I mean, these guys are uh, they've been doing it their whole life. It's 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 almost like watching somebody who's golfed their whole life. It's uh, it's just a kind of a different game than you know. Same same with any sport, I guess. But um, so uh, you know, can be. That's a it's a great question. I I thought about it a lot, and I, I think it really comes down to everybody defines success different. And everybody has their own definition of success. So, um, I, the most successful people I've seen, uh, hands down, there's it's just perseverance, right? They've they've really uh, grinded it out over a long period of time, and they they have that ability to kind of uh, stick to something because they have that vision of success at the end. They they know what it, they they know it, they feel it. So, um, the perseverance and then the vision uh, along the way to me. Is where I've I've seen the most successful people, and when I say perseverance, it's um, you know we're not I'm not talking six months or a year. It's you know pe people have this over a nine, ten plus year time frame, and the most successful people in the world, it's it's uh, you know you ask them, they've been doing what they've been doing for 20, 30, 40 years. So I think it's uh, to me, hands down, that's that's the most important thing. Right. No. And I, yeah, it's not just a 10,000 hour rule. I think it's a, you know, 10,000 year rule because you're always learning. You're always <laughs> in, in order to get better. And like you said, defining what success is, is going to be different from me versus you versus the president of CEO or, you know, CEO of Goldman Sachs, right? What is success? I know for me, success is 
being able to ski 40 to 50 days a year, hang out with my family, make a good living and follow my passions, right? Versus people that are just chasing money or, you know, or notoriety. If, if I could ski 40 to 50 days a year, that, that is true success to me. So you're, you're absolutely right. Everybody's got a different, different idea of it. And, um, to me, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's filling all the boxes. It's, it's, you know, you know, being an amazing family person and, you know, the financial success, yes, that's, that's definitely part of it, but being able to do what you love to do when you want to do it is, uh, that's to me, that's the ultimate success. That's, it's amazing. And what about overcoming adversity? I think, you know, you know, as well as I do during the last recession, it's, we're all hanging on by the skin of our teeth, being a recruiter in the lending business and owning a lending business had to be, you know, wasn't the best place to be. How did you guys weather the storm and how'd you overcome that adversity to, to find that energy to push through? Yeah. I, you know, I, I always say if I knew how bad it was when I was in it, I would have probably just given up altogether. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause you, you look back and you're like, Oh my gosh, that was, that was such a crazy time. Um, we had, uh, I had, I had a partner at the time. So I had, we, I had a part and uh, we were kind of wanting to go different ways with the business. Um, and so I, I had, I had, not only did we have this recession and, and the proverbial financial bomb going off, I had to buy out a partner too. So, um, so we, we really, we had to relocate the business. We, we really, uh, trenched down. We, we raised some capital, uh, that we knew would get us through, um, or hopefully get us through there. And, and, uh, we were successful in doing that. And then, uh, as it was, it was, it was really like starting a brand new business. We were able to keep the company. We were able to keep the lights on and the doors open, but it, it was, it was like starting a brand new business. So, um, so it actually ended up being, a great thing and, and attributes to a lot of how we are today is, is, you know, all the, all the tremendous, uh, I, I don't want to say battle, but it, it was, it was just a really hard time, but it, it really, like a lot of people say the wor- worst things that happen to you really kind of create and, and help you be the best that you are today. Right. What do they say? You're never, you're never going to be truly a success unless you've been broke a couple times. <laughs> I hope I, well, I, get I got, got that one. I got that one covered. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, it was, you know, it was it was a crazy time. I, you know, it, at some point we'll hit another recession again. But I, I hope we don't see anything like we did before. But it was. But everybody survived. I think everybody's a lot smarter, especially in our in in our specific uh, generation, Ken. Because up until that point, we never really saw any hard times, and so I think. I was a, a lot of people our age were buying homes thinking they had all this equity and thinking, especially out here in California, thinking they were worth all this money and, and really just evaporated overnight. So I think it was a good, uh, solid gut check for uh, our, gen, our Gen X generation and, and really uh, gave us a good sense of reality of, uh, you know, and some hard lessons that hopefully we'll be able to carry and pass on to our, our you know, our kids. No, I know actually, to be honest with you, money wise, I took, I took a big hit, but learning wise, it was an amazing opportunity to learn, to learn new things and excuse me, learn new skills. And that's actually where, again, this whole executive athletes thing came from. It came out of the recession of, Hey, how am I going to talk to people and network with people and cold call people? And I figured, hey, there's got to be other individuals like myself. So I think a lot of times going through adversity actually is almost, you almost need to, to come out better on the other side. 
Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And and with that executive athletes and, and you know, figuring out the whole social media but also providing value to people is, is you're you're one of the first people doing it. And uh it's it's uh and it's just obviously blossomed into something really cool. Perfect. Now, what do you, I'm sure you've got an active office that's in there. You know, what role does athletics or health and wellness play in professional success? Um, for me, it's everything. I, 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 it's, it's a stress management. It's a well-being. It's, it's just, for me, it's all about having enough energy, not only to, to, to run the business, but also to, uh, you know, be a great family person and continue to do the things that I love to do. Perfect. I think, yeah, it's a, uh, like you said, health and wellness is huge because if you feel like crap and you're going to go to the office and you're going to perform like crap. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a point, Ken, I, I, I'd always, uh, worked out and I always enjoyed being active, but I, I, once, once, uh, I started having kids, it, it became really, really important because I, it was the only time I had to myself, uh, or realized it was the only time I had to myself. And if I didn't, if I didn't do that, I was, I was worthless as a dad and, and just didn't bring the energy and show up the way I wanted to on a daily basis. And unless I, you know, I'm, I'm going out and I'm doing something all the time. Right. So what's, what's next for blue street capital? Are you going to continue with the five hour, the five hour work day? What, you know, where do you see your vision going culturally and business wise? Yeah, we, we're, 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 we're not going back. I, I think the five hours is, is we're coming up on our two year anniversary and, and we've, we've definitely seen success as a result. So we'll, we'll continue that. Um, I think with our business, we're, we're working through our own blue ocean. We're constantly focused on uh, innovation and looking for, um, as they say, non-customers or maybe spaces that people don't compete in. I, I think in the, especially in the equipment technology financing world, it, it's, there's so many people in this space and, um, it's a huge red ocean, so to speak. So we're, we're kind of, uh, working through and looking at different things and, and always trying to explore, uh, ways that maybe other people haven't thought about, or maybe other ways we can bring value to the marketplace. Um, that's, that's uh, super high value to the market, but, uh, not, not a, not a high cost to us. So. Perfect. Um, but, you know, to answer your question, we, you know, we, we plan on continuing to grow the business. We, we, uh, um, as I said, we, we've added some great people over the last couple of years and, and we continue, uh, you know, our, our, we, we hope to provide this killer environment and really show people a way to uh, work and, and also a, a different way than, you know, what we've been given back in the industrial age. No, and like you were saying too, David, our you know our generation of the Gen X is we're tying technology, uh, the use of technology with old school, and I think guys like you are are building that bridge and building that gap, and I think that's really what what needs to be seen is sort of tying the two together um, moving forward. And the the good thing is there's not many of us. The bad thing is there's not many of us, <laughs> so we get outnumbered yeah. on some of our ideas and thoughts. Yeah, it, and I, I'd encourage, Ken, you or any of your listeners, if, if you really do the research on our traditional, let's call it our 40-hour work week, I know a lot of people are way, way beyond that. It was, it was developed in the industrial age for line workers. So we're working in this industrial age model, and with all the amazing technology and, and uh, all the amazing things going on, but I, I, it's, it's kind of crazy if you think about, hey, everybody expects you to be in your seat for 
40, 50 hours. And by the way, that was invented by Ford in the night in 1914. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's, uh, yeah. and same with schools, right? It's everything is a box. You, uh, you, you know, you're born in a box in a hospital, then you go to school and you get in a bus that brings you to a box and the box is a bus, right? So you get another box that brings you to another box that you then come out of school and get a car, which is a box that drive to another box and then you end up in a box, right? Is really right, what it right. comes and, down and to. The, you know, and the teachers tell the kids to sit down and don't talk to each other and don't, uh, don't collaborate and don't, don't, you know, I, I, the most, there's, there are schools who are progressive and but still the traditional model is, Hey, be quiet so the teacher can teach. And, and that's really not how the world works. That's not how we progress. No, it's, I'm a big fan of Seth Godin's and he talks about that, about, you know, our education system and what's flawed and not flawed. And I think really that's going to start leaking into the professionals. It already is, right? It's what's becoming is the gig economy is everyone's becoming, like we we're talking earlier, their own brand. And I think that's really the importance of how people are going to progress in, in today's age. And being in the recruiting business, I can't tell you during the recession of how many people that were in their mid 40s or mid 50s that were working at a, you know, here in Boston, a State Street or a Fidelity or a Goldman or any of those that didn't really know what they did, but they knew that they got a big paycheck. But the second they were thrown on their butt, they couldn't even articulate what they really did for a job. And one thing I always, you know, I talk to people and you're doing it as well is you, know, you need to create Dave Rhodes, the brand or Ken Lubin, the brand or John Smith, the brand in order to move your business forward. Because if, you know, Blue Street Capital blew up or ZRG or executive athletes or whoever, it's they're going to hire you or you're going to build around you versus the name of you know, the name that's on your business card. Right, right. I, I love that concept. I, I think without a doubt, if somebody, <clears throat> if they're focused on their personal brand, building their network on LinkedIn and, and really owning that, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's kind of a no brainer. Perfect. Perfect. No. And so we're coming up here actually, you know, closing about a half an hour, you know, a few rapid fire questions. So sort of fun. Um, you know, you're an athlete, right? And you're active. Do you follow any specific diet at all? Uh, you said diet. Yeah. I, I, you know, I do actually, can I, um, it's interesting. I, I was, uh, up in Mammoth a couple of years ago and I hit a tree skiing and, and broke, uh, five ribs, but I, I quickly realized that I wouldn't be able to work out. So I, I, I started focused on my diet more and, and, uh, through that had, had, uh, lost quite a bit. I've, I'd always been a worker outer, but I was, I was still kind of fat, right? So I was, I was the old fit, but fat and, um, after I hit that tree, I, I started researching all these different diets and trying all these different things. And, uh, real simply, Ken, I, 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 I do, uh, I do the intermittent fasting. I usually don't eat till lunchtime every day. And I cut out all the, uh, I call it the, the, the bad carbs, the, you know, the white carbs, the sugars and everything. And as a result, I, you know, lost 30 pounds and been able to keep it off then. So I'd say primarily, you know, intermittent fasting and then, uh, just, just get rid of all the crap carbs, right? And, all uh, the processed but, stuff, but not beer and wine. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, you, you only live once, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What do they say? I don't know if it's true, but, uh, what was it? Ben, Ben Franklin's quote, uh, God gave us beer. So to make sure that we're happy <laughs> or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, with the new craft beers that, that are out there, it's unbelievable. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is so your that, favorite? That, go for it. No, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, what's your favorite piece of gear that you use to work out or train with? Um, it's, 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 my, my favorite piece of gear is my, uh, my surfboard. So I, I have a, I have a bunch. I, I probably have too many, it's, but, um, by, by far and away, it's, it's my favorite piece of gear. Perfect. Perfect. And, um, what was your workout today? Well, you know, it's funny. I was, I was listening to your podcast, uh, right before my workout at the gym. So I said, gosh, I better put a good one on here because if Ken can ask me this question, but I did this morning. I, <laughs> I did uh, three, it's called 300 where you do, uh, I don't know if you heard of it before. If you Google 300 workout, it's, uh, 50 pull-ups, 50 push-ups, 50 deadlifts, uh, 50, uh, kind of these ab uh, with a dumbbell type workout and then, you know, 50 others. So you, you, you just do 300 of the total workout. It takes about 45 minutes and I'm usually, uh, usually cooked the rest of the day as a result. I'm sure. Yeah. You're going to be crushed from that. And yeah, where, yeah. And where can people find you? Um, well, our company is Blue Street Capital. You can always contact me through there. And then um, also LinkedIn is probably the best way as well. It's, uh, uh, you know, David Rhodes, Blue Street Capital. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear from anybody or any feedback or if anybody had any questions, I, I'd love to talk to them. No, definitely. And I'll put that in all in the intro as well. I'll put the, um, your, you know, not your contact information, but I'll put Blue Street Capital and your link to LinkedIn there. So people can reach out to you because I'm sure many people will to talk about this five hour workday because it's probably one of the most intriguing things I've heard in quite some time. Yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. I, I would, I, I would, it's, there, there's no way people can't be as efficient in five hours as they are eight, nine hours. There's, there's no question about it. Perfect. Well, David, thank you very much for being part of this. And um, I'm excited to get, you know, some, some great feedback for you, but also thanks for you know, sharing your philosophies and what you're doing and how you're disrupting a mature industry. So thanks for being part of that. Ken, thanks. Thanks for having me again. Thank you very much. Perfect. And if anyone has any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach out to me at kenintheexecutiveathletes.com and make sure you go out and train hard and race hard. Have a great week.